Welcome to the Special Education Technology Center podcast, Awe and Wonder. We're so excited today. We have Dan Hurley, who has more tips and tricks about assistive technology than you know what to do with. Um, we'll let him introduce himself in a minute. I'm Sarah Kinsella. And I'm Brenda Del Monte. Dan, why don't you tell the few people, the very few people who may not have heard of you before, who you are and what you do? <laughs> uh, good morning. Um, I've been out of the field for a little bit, so I'm sure there's quite a few who don't know who I am at this point. But um, my name's my name's Dan Hurley, and <clears throat> excuse me, I'm I probably characterize myself as an assistive technology uh, resource specialist. And so what that oh, means like is, that. <laughs> um, what that means is I kind of play in everything. I play with the hardware, I play with the software, but most. For the most part, I think I'm connecting the dots between them all. Um, I'm basically always looking for solutions. So I look at <clears throat> what's out there and what the needs are, and I try, try to bridge them and uh, bring them all together for solutions for teachers, solutions for students. Love it. And you have so many solutions. I remember seeing you at Closing the Gap my first time going and, you know, at that point you go to a conference and you're like, what is this going to be about? Am I going to really find good information? How's this, how's this going to work when I come back home? And I ended up with pages of notes and something I love from your, from your session, Dan, and something else I loved about it was at the bottom of the page was your email. And it was like, <laughs> what is this about? What do I do with this? Is he really saying I can contact him? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was one of the big things I always try to make a point of at the end of all my workshops, whether it was at a conference or at a school district or even someone just connecting with me is, uh, here's my email. When you run into a problem, and you will, because if we always try to push things out there and try to you know, extend where things are at the moment, you're going to eventually run into a wall. You're going to run into wait a minute, it worked in the session. How come it's not working now? Mm -hmm. And I want people to know that there's someone out there that you can, you can just contact and I'll help you. And when they when you put that out there, they tend to try things. And when they hit a wall, they go, instead of walking away, they tend to, let's just call Dan. And then they will, you know, I'll get an email or a phone call or something. And this is what we've done. And here's where we've run into a problem. And I might sit there and go, oh, did you rem remember to do this? And it becomes that, ah, and all of a sudden it's like, click, and you never hear from them again because, that, you know, that that was the solution to what they it needed, which was good because now they're off and running again. And when people know that there's someone there for them, I think it makes a real big difference. I, I think it's like that with the, the kids we work with too, mm -hmm. with that knowing that someone's going to be there day in and day out. And whenever there's a problem, they're there to help us. Uh, I think it makes a big difference in uh, the confidence you have in giving it a shot. And sometimes it's just the impetus to, okay, here we go. Let's give it a try. And, and, uh, right. and you know, they actually do it instead of kind of like, um, it looked easy in the session, but now I'm not so sure. I know right. I, this exact thing happened. Um, I was at ATIA and I went to Dan and Mo. And by Mo, I mean Mo Booty, who's also in this series. But Dan and Mo was a class where just like it was rapid fire. You're going to get a whole bunch of ideas and you got, you know, if the, for those that are ready to get an idea and run with it and 
you know, insert your own creativity, go for it. And it was green screen. It was the one where you were talking about, Hey, you know, you can put a green screen behind and you can um, take videos, of your kids, and then put them in different environments, maybe that you can't actually recreate. And it was like next, right? So then we are at um, the bar or beverage counter. I mean, whatever we <laughs> want to call it at this on this podcast later that night. And, and you were just so approachable and we were like, okay, we need more information. Exactly. How are we doing this? Literally we are on, we are against a wall at the bar. <laughs> You're like, so if everything's clean in the back, you can put a green screen. And then you and we're like, here's, you went into a little bit more detail. We went back and we made videos of all of our kids doing their favorite things. This I remember this one little kid, his favorite show was the Bubble Guppies. And so we green screened the Bubble Guppies like theme song. And he was one of the little Bubble Guppies floating around on the theme song. And they still show it. I mean, they still show it to friends. They still <laughs> post it on the Facebook remember thing. We had, but I mean, we had younger kids for that and older kids for other things. But, and what I'm thinking is, you know, some, I feel like many of you leaders and change makers don't know the impact because I know that we didn't end up emailing you when we were done. Like this was the most amazing project and look at all our videos. So I want to thank you on behalf of all the people who left and did amazing things and never told you about it. <laughs> oh, thanks. You know, I think that's actually the, for me anyway, that, that was always my goal of um, inspiring you to, to, what what are you going to do with this? Kind of like you, you're sitting here today and you're learning how to do this. What are you going to do on Monday with the kids? And it's always going to be individual and it's going to be different depending on who you work with because I would always say, here's the handouts. Here's how you do it. This is the mechanics, kind of, uh, you know, like the, that bottom of Bloom's taxonomy. Here's the knowledge base. You know, we we click on here, we do this. Okay, that's all well and good, but what are you going to do with it? And everybody mm -hmm. works in a different environment. And that's why we're just throwing out all these ideas, really just to stimulate, oh, I never thought of that. I never mm -hmm. thought of that type of, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. and, and to get people to go back, I think it's to get people to go back and do things they never thought they could. Because a lot of times, you know, we take a session and we tend to look at this is what you do. Here's the handout. This is what they did. And you try to go back and replicate it. Mm -hmm. And my whole goal wasn't, you know, you don't have to go back and replicate what I did. Mm -hmm. Look, this, this is just how to do it. What, what are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. You know, and take your ideas and run with it. What do, mm -hmm. what do the kids want to do with this kind of stuff? That's that's really the key. And, and it's just right. kind of a... Well, and if yeah. they if they are the ones coming up with the idea and their creativity is required, then they're engaged in making it happen. And learning the technology is just a byproduct of their idea, right. not the goal. Right. Right. And, and the irony is that's always going to change. It's going to change today. <laughs> it's going to change tomorrow. I remember mm -hmm. sitting there and you know doing a session one time. Someone raises a hand and said, are you going to talk about this today? And I'll go. And I remember saying, I, when did that come out? She goes, well, I just found it yesterday when I was sitting in the hotel room. And I think the app like was just released or something right. like, you know, I try to stay current, but, you know, I know. but, <laughs> but that's, that's the reality. The reality yeah. is, oh, you know, I, let me give you a little background of where I started. My, my first piece of technology was a used Apple IIe computer. And so mm -hmm. 
with there's no sound. A theme. There's a theme. There is a theme. Hey, not to date myself, but I know I just <laughs> did. But, um, you know. but the thing is, then we put a, I put a sound card in it. And it's like, mm -hmm. ooh, you know, and then yeah, and, and we kind of built from there. So you can imagine what every year, every day and every year was like back then. Mm -hmm. And it's just... You know, new things come up. Oh, look, a Mac comes out. Oh, a color Macintosh. Oh, mm -hmm. look what we can do now. Oh, a mm -hmm. digital camera. I mean, it, it really never ends. And so it's really understanding the concepts, which is what I always try to mm -hmm. get across, you know. Right. Tomorrow it's going to be different. You know, the web browser is going to look different. The mm -hmm. application is going to have updates. You know, here's the core things you need to know. And tomorrow you won't need me, you know, mm -hmm. I, instead of like, you're, you know, here's the step by step. And then all of a sudden there's an update to what, you know, what the application or the browser. And it's like, it doesn't look the same. What do I do now? It's like, mm -hmm. well, right. what did we look for? You know, we were mm -hmm. looking, we we're going to this menu or are we going looking here? Well, it's not there. Well, I see one more menu. Let's go and explore, <laughs> you know, kind of the uh, problem solving piece of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's always, it's that lifelong learning type of, um, mm -hmm. that you want to instill in people that this is always going to change. We never get to a point where, okay, I, I you know, I've learned it all and now I'm ready to go right. out. It's like, <laughs> you know, really? Yeah. Uh, I had someone in a workshop one time come up to me and said, you know, you give wonderful handouts and, and the, the ideas you have are great. And I've taken like all your sessions. She goes, I have a question for you, though. She goes, you always tell us, take the handouts and share them and stuff. She goes, you know, I am. I uh, there's not too many sessions left that I have to take that you I see you offering. She goes, aren't you afraid that pretty soon we're gonna, not going to need you anymore? Because kind of like we <laughs> learned everything we could. And I kind of laughed. And I said, what do you think I'm doing between the time that you're learning what I'm teaching and the next session? you know, like the next year. And she was like, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, you're here. You learned everything I was teaching this year. What do you think I'm going to be doing between now and next year? And she was like, oh, that's why we see you year after year. And I said, <laughs> what am I doing year after year? It's like, you always have something new. I said, <laughs> you got to here and I'm gone to here. Once you catch up, guess where I'm going? So I said, it's that lifelong learning process. And I said, it, and it applies to me too. Um, and so yeah. that's how it works. And that's, that, that's what keeps us engaged. And, and that's why it's exciting because, you know, think about it. We've gone from printing board maker on paper to using tablets, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's interactive. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, back then we were just thrilled with what we could do back then. Mm -hmm. And so we weren't sitting there going, well, we're not going to do anything until this happens until, right. until right, kind of right. like. What are you waiting for? Because if, if you have that mentality, the kids are always waiting. Mm -hmm. You know, they're always waiting right. for us to bring it to them. Mm -hmm. right. You know, we, we go home at the end of the day. What's happening? They're waiting for us to come back tomorrow and, and you know, and take the next steps with them. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, we want to bring everything we can to them today because just like that example with the teacher, tomorrow I'm going to learn new things and, and we're going to bring it back to the kids and, hey, guess what? <laughs> now we have an iPad. Let's check out what this does. And so right. it's it's right. it's continuous and it's continuous improvements and it's continuous growth. And, and you know, for me, it was always <laughs> you're never going to run out of ideas because possibilities will never end, you know, with new mm -hmm. things come out. Um, I remember sitting one day, usually in the winter, I'd be designing new workshops when it was kind of quiet. 
and I'm looking over at my <laughs> shelf, Santa's toy land, so to speak. <laughs> you can imagine <laughs> all the devices I had and all the you know toys I had. And I was thinking about students, you know, what the, what teachers need is for the, the student to independently walk up with, oh, here's a quiz I have to take and put the paper down and have it read aloud to them, and not mm-hmm. scan it, not process it, not bringing it to here. You know, it's like, that mm-hmm. doesn't work. And I'm kind of looking at all these things and all of a sudden it's like connecting the dots. Wait a minute, with this device and this piece of software and this setting, all the student has to do is put the paper under and click read because it's uh, taking, for example, a screen, uh, you know, a screen reading piece of software, which will read what's on your computer screen, not what's scanned, what it sees, you know? So like if I held up a piece of, you know, paper, here, read this right now, just right. stick it under there. I, you know, I don't want to scan it. And so put it under a document camera and use, you know, programs like snap and read or things like that. And just like click read, mm-hmm. not save nothing. Turn the page, click read. When I'm Make done, easy, right? student takes the paper, walks away and hands it in like everybody else. It's like, <gasps> And it was like two or three pieces of uh, this this company's hardware, this company's software, this platform, and, you know, bringing the pieces together. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like the possibilities. And and that kind of gets into, you know, what I spent most of my time doing is what's the need? What, is, what does the student need or what does the teacher need? You know, the teacher needs something that the student independently can go up and take a test, for example. You know, the student needs something that they can independently access, you know, and so what is it they want to do? They want to listen to iTunes. Okay, so I created a, an overlay for the IntelliKeys keyboard so the student can go to the next song and choose a song or, you know, those kinds of things, because that's what they want to do in free time. You know, and then what does a teacher need? Teacher needs some interactive, you know, uh, access to math. And so now I'm looking at that. And so it's, kind of bridging the possibilities and the needs you know i because, like that Dan. yeah that, I mean, when it comes down to it what, what do the kids want they want to be like everybody else and so yeah and know. they want it to be quick right we don't need to spend all this time like you were saying let's make this let's make this work so i'm thinking about some of these guiding principles that you're saying that regardless of advancements in technology regardless of when you started what it is now what it will be in the future you know, um, the lifelong learner and Mm -hmm. looking at student needs, looking at teacher needs or whoever you're helping, what are some other guiding principles that you think have stayed? Um, continue. It's kind of like having a, having a growth mindset, you know, we we want to instill in the kids because I want the student, you know, I want to be the Pied Piper. I want those kids to follow me anywhere and believe they can, you know, Mm -hmm. and that, and that, that was always my goal. You know, it's like, and when they believe they're like, all right. Well, Mr. Hurley, you know, and so you want them to believe where, you know, where I'm going to take you, you're going to be able to, you know, accomplish or do it. Um, And so it, you know, it starts with us. It starts with us believing with the kids. Brenda, you have the best phrase of all, presume competence. You know, we start with the idea that yes, they can. And and when we work from there, you know what the irony is? They, They rise to the occasion. And if you start with a fixed mindset of no, they can't, guess what? That's where they're going to stay. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's that whole believing, believing in yourself and believing in the kid and look what you can do. Because if you sit there with a fixed mindset, it's like, 
wheels on the bus all day long because everything is they can't, right. they can't, they can't versus right. actually we're here <laughs> to enable them to, to be able to do it. Right. So no, that like, reminds me of Brenda's book that she wrote. I see you in there and the yeah, buts or the, you know, except they can't do this. And how Brenda will, you'll say, except that this is where they're at. And what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, where they are is not where they're going. Where they right. are is just the starting point. And I think right. a lot of people forget that, that, you know, whatever they can do right now, don't look at they can't do that. That's what that's where we're going. You know, mm -hmm. we, we got a few steps to get there, but don't worry mm -hmm. about it. That's a, that's the, that's the journey, you know? And, and so if the listener has, um, if you guys are, um, on your, you know, listen to more in this series, I don't think there's been a single person who hasn't talked about presumed competency or presumed, um, um, potential. potential. Mm -hmm. And then the other is, um, so many talk about what are they today and where are we headed? Where are we going? You got to know where you're going. You got to know what tomorrow and tomorrow's not necessarily actually tomorrow, but tomorrow means in the future, where do we want this kid? And I think that that is that growth mindset you're talking about. And I, and that that's been pretty consistent among new leaders and change makers. And as we see these themes, I think it challenges the rest of us to go, where am I stuck? Where am I actually fixed? And can I shake that snow globe a little bit? You know, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of uh, a workshop I used to do at uh, closing the gap called "Shaking Up Your Snow Globe." And every year it was kind of like, oh, really? You know, cool <laughs> little. Here's new technology out, and this is what you think it does. But guess what? Watch what I'm going to do with it. And it's mm -hmm. like, whoa, whoa! That kind of you know, kind of like mm -hmm. just what just when you thought things were the way they look, and here's a new idea, or here's something right. different that we can do with it. Um, That's a fun idea. So Brenda, you just came up with the class title and Dan said, yeah, I did that title. Classes in your future. Dan, you mentioned coming back to the student and the student's needs. Is there a particular student in your career who inspired you to do more or kind of your, your why? Um, I think I, I can think of a couple examples along the way. And I think they're the ones that, just when you're sitting there going like, oh, God, you know, it's like, you know, it, mm -hmm. it's a time for me to move on or something, you know. <laughs> and so um, I had one parent. Here's an example. I had a parent, you know, contact me who knew, who knew me, who had taken a lot of my sessions and said, Dan, my, my child has to take the state test and it needs to use the switch to access it, needs to read aloud, and kind of went through the list of you know, here's the, the setup, and it was a little involved. Um, it um, had to be able to read through all the choices without selecting them. Read the choice. If I don't want it, let it go to the next one. Read it. If I want it, maybe I haven't decided yet. Let, let's go through it again, mm -hmm. and then you can let me make the choice, and then move to the next question, and all all kinds of things. So she said, um, "We got the software we're going to use," and I called the company. And I said, you know, my daughter needs to use your software, but she needs to use the switch to take the test. And they were like, oh, you, we, you can't. Our, our, the software is not switch switch accessible. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But so, so she calls, calls, contacts me and says, I, I know what you say, Dan, you know, never say never. And that really we can do anything. And I so she tells me the story, what the needs are. And I go, oh, yeah, actually, they make the software. 
and then actually selling the hardware. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, yeah, they, they're selling the switch too. It's just that one salesman doesn't know what the, you know, the other side of the company's doing kind of oh, thing. Oh, wow. And so, again, I won't mention the company, but it's like they sold the software that State was using even for accommodations. And the company was also selling the switch that I was going to use to adapt it. And so um, it was it was one of the so tell her what to do. She she goes and creates the setups and everything. Uh, I get back. She get back. gets back to me later. Like, oh, God, Dan, my my daughter took the test. Everything was great. She did really well and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like made a difference that day. It's, you know, yeah. it's kind of like that that star thrower story, you know, like made a difference and you forget that on a daily basis we make a difference but you don't really see it all that often um oh, I like you know that. Mm -hmm. i had one i was working in the computer lab and i have, have a teacher come down and go what are you doing with you know one of their students i won't mention names and like, what are you doing with so-and-so i'm like uh-oh get home <laughs> like oh what do you mean she says well from what I hear, you know, he comes to the computer lab and he's really good and he's attentive and he does his work and he keeps his hands off other kids and all that kind of stuff. I go, yeah, I'm thinking like, I'm not seeing a problem here. Right. <laughs> he goes, well, he comes down to the classroom and he's sitting there and he's on the computer and his, his hands are over here and he's distracting this kid. And then she, he's reaching over and, just, you know, hitting the computer of the other kid next to him. And I'm like, Oh, I said, well, why don't you come and watch today? So he, you know, I always made the kids line up at the door before they came in. They had to be quiet. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, teachers laugh and go, oh, I'm sure they are playing out in the hallway. I go, oh, no, you'd hear kids. Shh, shh, he won't let us in, you know, because, you know, they wanted to come in. And so mm -hmm. I go, OK, you know, go take it. Go take your place. It goes over. It sits down. And he he starts, I had software already loaded up for me, starts working on something. And then he leans over to the other computer next to him and he starts to do something. And the teacher goes, take your hands off that. What are you doing? I said, oh, no, 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 that, that's his computer. And she said, well, what's this one here? I said, well, that's his computer too. I'm like, mm. she's like, what do you mean? I said, well, I sat and watched them the first week or so. And I realized the computer was too slow for him. You know, this is back in the Apple IIe days, you know, yeah. waiting for the next thing to come up. And I realized the computer was too slow for him that he was kind of like couldn't wait. So I put him on two computers and he, I had a reading program on one computer and math on the other. And he huh. would do it. And then he would come over to here and do the next thing on here. And then he'd come back to this one and the next problem or whatever was ready for him to go again. And all day long. And it was just a matter of. What a good were, idea. He just needed more engagement. And yeah, so, and, and that's not about the technology. That is the learning strategy, right, that you picked up. Yeah. It's really, it once again, it's about the student's needs. And mm -hmm. what did that student need? And it's, you know, just observing. Instead of, no, don't do that. Well, right. why, why are they doing that? And so it you kind of, once again, you realize, of course, then she comes down like a month or two later. And, and it's like the... Now what are you doing with him? I'm like, well, <laughs> oh no, now why? It's like, well, you know, I, I tested him and he had like 
you know, seven months of vocabulary gain in the last month and a half. Now we want to know what program you're using with them. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind wow. of like, oh. <laughs> you so, know what? Uh, I, what I love about that story, Dan, is that you didn't say, you know what, the computers are too st- slow, and his he, his patience is not sufficient. We're yeah. gonna wait. Maybe the next iOS update, maybe the next update, maybe, you know, we're at the infancy at this point, give it a year. I bet you the computers are going to run faster. Think about all that he would have lost in that. And I think that's sometimes what we do. We say, well, I think we're going to wait. And another leader and change maker in the series was saying that too. I think we're going to wait till we refine access before we, and she's like, the kid's 36 years old now and doesn't have great access. If we're waiting for perfection, we're missing all that learning opportunity. It's not pretty. I get that you, we want it to be prettier. Let's just lay that out. It's not going to be pretty. But he is, think about the amount of potential you presumed that he could go from reading to math and, you know, would shift gears. And then, you know what he also is? He's not messing with anyone else because he's too busy. And that works for all kids. Keep them busy and they won't mess with everybody else. So it's like, what do we know about all kids? How do we apply it? And we're not waiting for technology to catch up to the kid. We're making it happen. And th- and that that kind of goes back to what I said earlier about at the end of the day, we go home and we have a life. And these kids are wa- now on pause, so to speak. They're waiting for what are we going to do with them the next day to bring them, you know, the next step, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's kind of like you know they they have a right to have a life like we do and so mm-hmm. our job isn't to you know i don't feel like doing anything today you know uh, it's too hard when wait do we get a device or we you know wait wait mm-hmm. like, they're the ones who are waiting we're not waiting for right. anything they're mm-hmm. the ones who are waiting and so right. and and like you said it's it's always changing and it's always evolving um and and what if we didn't have computers what do you think? What would I do, be doing then? I'd be looking, going, well, he needs to be more engaged. So we're going to have two activities. He's going to start to do this. And while that, and while the paint's drying, he's going to move over to here or mm-hmm. whatever it takes, you know, because it's about how how he thinks and that, what he needs for stimulation mm-hmm. and, and, you know, what, what we need. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, we're, how often is it, oh, it's not good enough. Well, not good enough for you, but it's mm-hmm. what they need, you mm-hmm. know? And so, um, and, and but that was part of what I would always look at. I look at it from really two two perspectives, and this is the way I always looked at technology. It's like, say the the two of you, say Sarah, Sarah's the student and Brenda, you're the teacher. I'm looking at it from you know Sarah's perspective of what does she need? She needs something that she can operate independently. She can make her own choices. You know, Brenda, mm-hmm. what do you need? You need something that I don't have to spend all the time, all this time getting her mm-hmm. set up and, 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 you know, fixed to work and blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I, I want to be teaching. I don't want to spend my time on getting, you know, all the getting things ready. And, 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 and you know, I want independence. I want to hear, I want 10 kids and go, okay, kind of like, let's open up our books. And Sarah's hitting a switch. And it's opening up in iBooks and it's going to the next page when she hits the switch again. And someone else opens up their book and I've got some sentence strips in it, you know, for them to start reading with or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. But independence and it needs to work for you. And if it's going to take too long, you're not going to do it. Right. And if it's going to take too long, Sarah's not going to do it either because she's just waiting and waiting, going like, all right, I give up here kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, and that's that really kind of thinking it out. 
Um, I would, there were things I wouldn't show because I'd go, it's not ready yet. It's, it, this, is, this is going to take too much, too hard. Um, and, and I, and I played around a lot with, um, like text to speech with, with that whole, I, I needed to, I need the student to be able to take something, point and read, not click, process, do mm -hmm. this, and then read, literally just point at it and read it, point this, turn the page, point again, read it. I don't want to have to go like, oh, no, he has to go pinch and zoom and do, 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 do. It's like, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's not realistic. I mm -hmm. wouldn't do it. I, I'd be like, oh, God, forget this, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's kind of um, IDEO is really big on this. It's it's a company that their whole thing is design thinking. It's kind of looking at, here's here's what we have. Is there a better way to do it? Is there a better way to design it? Is there a better way to make it work? And based so, on what we already have yeah and sometimes yeah, it's okay. just adding one little thing and it's like you know oh hmm. this is the process i can do over and over again right uh, so interesting so dan you've given us a lot to think about you obviously have a passion for assistive technology but also for the students in the field or the students that you work with the the teachers the families i love that your student focus story was about a family really Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of guiding principles, what, what advice do you have for us, for people who want to move that field forward and continue doing what you have done and others have done so well? Um, I, I think it's, it's, I know this is going to sound simplistic, but it's, it's kind of looking at the needs of the students. What, what is it we want them to do? What are, what are the goals and objectives as opposed to, maintenance or this is what we're doing today it's like why why am i why are we doing this today what is the goal is the goal self-selected reading and raise the reading level is the goal access to content is it access to curriculum you know what is it we, we we're looking at and i think as teachers one of the things we need to do is um be flexible and i'll, I'll give you an example of you know we're always looking at Things need to be perfect before we do it type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things you probably don't know about me is uh, when I was younger, I used to be very big into outdoor education. And mm -hmm. so I was at a uh, an outdoor ed conference and they the, the main speaker didn't show up and they, were, they came to me and said, you know, Dan, can you do something on and I'll talk about later? And so I'm like, oh, I wasn't very far away where I was living. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to run home and grab stuff and I'll, I'll do it. I got into an accident, car accident. Oh. So the next day, I'm supposed to teach cross-country skiing, an all-day, all-afternoon session, you know, hands-on. And, and it's for um, uh, ski for outdoor edge centers and places like that. Mm -hmm. And it was all how to teach it. So it's like you, you can have people come where do we start? How do we set up a program? And so, so the whole afternoon is just a beautiful day, snow everywhere, the sun's out, go through everything. Here's how you teach it. Here's how you want to set yourself up. Here's the, you know, the pace, all kinds of stuff. And at the end of the day, we we're talking about, and you know, anything else I said, yeah, you know, it's all about teaching. It's not about the stuff. And they were like, what do you mean? And I said, well, look down at my feet. And so everybody looks down and someone goes, you don't have any skis on. <laughs> I said, 
said, no, do you realize I never skied at all today? And all mm -hmm. of a sudden it was like, they're like, oh, and you've gone did, through you know, kind of like, how did we miss this in the picture? I said, I was in a car accident last night. I said, I can barely walk right now. I said, I'm going to chiropractor tomorrow, <laughs> you know? Um, I said, I taught you, you know, about skiing without putting skis on. So it's, it's really about, you know, having that knowledge about what is it you're teaching mm. and what is, you know, what do you want to get across to all these students? And I said, see, I didn't even put on skis and here I am teaching you about skiing and you're all sitting there going, I'm ready come Monday and I know how to do this. I said, so, right. you know, really think about, you know, what is it? really understanding the content that you're going to teach, um, which is why I could, you know, I kind of would joke at conferences sometimes and go, hey, I'm just the lounge singer up here. What do, what do you want to hear? You know, kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of like the Dan and Mo show. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, we got a million of them. You know, what do you want to hear next? And, and <laughs> part of that is is not being afraid to be caught um, with something didn't work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, well, well, guess what? Here's a pretty good example of something didn't work. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't put on skis. And how, what are you going to do now? I got to teach a whole day of, you know, how to how to teach skiing. And so right. Um, right. it's that, you know, it's about them and not worrying about the appearances about you about, well, what if I can't get this to, this to work? Well, it's going to happen to everybody every now and then. Sometimes mm -hmm. your computer, I remember standing in front of a conference and all of a sudden I hear, ooh, and I'm thinking, oh, they're all excited about what I'm doing. And someone points up and goes, oh, look at your screen. And I look up and it was like the blue screen of death on the computer where it's oh, just no. a crash. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to get interesting. And and but you just <laughs> continue on. And so um, it's that don't be afraid to try mm. and just simply accept that things aren't going to always work the way that you want it to. You know, it's that right. you put a lesson plan together. And you do it today and you think, I just invented sliced bread. Right. And then you try it, you know, with another class tomorrow and it's a disaster. And you're like, you know, it's like, well, you know, we learned from it. What happened? What right. was the reason? Why did it work well? The other, you know, all those little things. And so. Um, and you're not going to throw the whole thing away. away. Yeah. And look critically at all the pieces. And mm -hmm. yeah. So one of the things I'm really trying to push for is we need to get away from that. I'm coming for just to hand me the tablets, you know, the, what are the steps? And, you know, I'm, I'm here and I'm like, wait a minute, what's next? What's next type of thing, mm -hmm. as opposed to look at what I'm doing here and think about how I'm doing this, because it's going to be different tomorrow. It's going to be different a half year from now. Look at the how the, the steps aren't important. Steps are going to change. What is it we're actually trying to do? That's mm -hmm. what you really need to start to think about. He's using text-to-speech to do it. He's using, how is he using the switch? So, oh, the, you know, like the concept of keyboard commands. Um, when the Chromebooks first came out, people were like, oh, Chromebooks, oh, not not switch accessible. You can't use a switch right. on a Chromebook. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, all I did was I went into some of the apps and stuff. I'm like, oh no, I can yeah, I can use switch access on this. And so they said, yeah, but it's there's no you can't install software on it. I said, yeah, I don't need to. And so I pulled out like said, here, look at this. It's, it was the Don Johnston's, you know, switch uh interface pro. I said, doesn't need any software, plug it in. And they're like, can you? 
here's here's the funny moment. Can you plug it in? It's like, let's see. You know? <laughs> because you know how many people would be like, can I plug it in? It's like, did you try it? You know, yeah. kind of like, uh, like, what do you oh, think? I, what do you think I did? You know? mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I'll plug it in. If it goes and it reboots, it's like, I'm not going to do that again. You know? <laughs> but I I guarantee you, I'm going to try it for a second. You, you plug it in and you go, oh, look at this. So your choice is to, I don't know. And what happens? We got Chromebooks and the kid's not doing anything. Or once again, plug it in and try it. And suddenly the concept of keyboard commands means I can go online to Tar Heel Reader. They can go through all the library and open up their own books. I can go to here and they can do it all from a Chromebook. Right. Oh, look at there's an unseen keyboard. Does it work? Why don't you try it? <laughs> you know, it's right. like, oh, you know, try it. And so pull it up. Oh, look at this. You can scan with it, you know, and suddenly it's like that means we can use this switch and this switch and we can access this app. And, and you know, and you need to kind of like look at that, the overarching concepts of what we're doing here instead of that, you know, oh, wait a minute, slow down. What's the next right. step? It's like, you know, that'll become um, a little more logical if you have the confidence to just give it a try because sometimes you're going to skip 10 steps. It's like, Oh, I don't need to, I open it up. He knows how to do this. Right. You know, just put it in front of it, you know? So, uh, I mean, it seems like that's where people get hung up. I don't know. And what you're saying is, I don't know. Let's try it. I mean, literally it's just the, how do you follow up with the, I don't know. And so many of the leaders and change makers in the field so far have been like, and we didn't know what we were doing, but anyways, we started the program. I mean, you know, and we didn't really know how to do it. So we, um, so we, so we just started trying and we didn't really, nobody had ever done it before. So um, then we tried it. I mean, don't you think, Sari? Like it's just these things where it's like, um, one of one of the things that I feel like is almost a system, and I don't know, and I I don't know if you're you want to speak to this today or not, but I th- there may, there's some generational components to this too. Is just need want not wanting to fail, needing to be getting something right away, and you can't be good. I mean, I I was in AAC when the iPads came out, and people are like, "How does that work?" I'm like. I don't know. I mean, right. literally, this is the first day with the iPad with an AAC app. And yeah. let's, I don't know, let's figure that out, right? And, and there's a lot of pressure because there is so much we do know. There, it, There is so much technology and so much changing. So I think we think we should know this by now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we're we're waiting for someone else to to you know to teach us. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do between now and then? Like, I I go to a conference in the fall. What are you going to do till next fall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I always say happen. until until the expert arrives, let me give it a try. <laughs> I haven't yeah. found yeah. her yet. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I'm looking at the. Uh, I don't know if you remember the IntelliKey's keyboard. You can mm-hmm. yes, we miss it, and there is not a replacement for it. So that's a bummer. That's a bummer thing about technology yeah. too. Is sometimes the really good stuff goes away. So what most people are doing is using it for writing. You know, yeah. overlays for writing. But I'm looking at it going. Oh, wait a minute. What do kids really want to do? You know, it's like, so one day I'm sitting there thinking like, all kids want to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wait a minute. I can, I can make buttons on here and the buttons don't have to be square. Why can't they be the whole length of the mm-hmm. keyboard? And now I'm thinking guitar strings. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's what I made the uh, Intelli guitar. So I'm at a conference 
And I, I, you know, turned to, I had done some things with the keyboard. And so I turned my back. I, I Velcroed on a, a guitar neck made out of just foam board. They slide in the overlay. It looks like a guitar. And I launched the, 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 the um, activity for it. And I put on these wraparound uh, sunglasses and I <laughs> jump up on top of the table and I go, it's time to rock out. Everybody's like, you know, like, wait a minute, it's an IntelliKey's keyboard. And I go, all kids want to be a rock star. And I go, oh, first I need to tune it. And so I'm, here I am, I'm touching the keyboard and I'm, you know, my hands on this piece of foam board that, and, I, and I literally <laughs> drew it so you could tell this is kind of like, yeah, spaghetti strings all over. And I'm like, and I'm like touching it and going, dee, 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 and I feel like, I'm like, hey, it's time I to rock would... out. And so I, I just touched a pre-programmed button on the overlay and it starts playing this, you know, Jimi Hendrix type thing. And and I go, we need to we need to look at things differently. Mm. We need to think about what the kids want to do. I said, they could be writing during class time, but free time, you know what? <laughs> they they want to rock out. Yeah, And I it's kind that. of pushing the idea of look what we have and what what can we do with it and kind of mm -hmm. extending and and but that once again that's all the kids want to be like everybody else and so here's a way to do it and right. it, instead of like oh we need to get something it's like look at what we have and look at what it does and it's that whole being um kind of like never growing up staying in that kind of like kids like mm -hmm. exploring and really kind of um looking at what this is i guess it comes down to sometimes this is what we were told it does and then i'm going to take it and pick it up and go doo, 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 doo. it's like right. it's not supposed to do that oh sorry you know it's right, kind of like, right. you know that ah yeah go ahead and and, and explore so, because, so we'll be looking for your videos on YouTube of uh, your rock star <laughs> videos. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see video of that one. Yes. Well, ahead, I just, I, well, I feel like um, there's so many facets to you because I know as a practitioner being in your class and getting all the ideas. And then I also know um, a different side of you Oh, no. <laughs> well, well, okay. I also know in my professional experience also experienced you as a mentor. And I experienced that through writing my book. Um, and one thing that I liked about that was the way that you very much honor the individual that's coming in, meaning you aren't trying to create a whole bunch of mini dance. You aren't trying to create a whole bunch of um, people that see things necessarily exactly the same way you see it, but you're wanting people to think for a minute, how are you looking at this? Is there a way for you to change the way you're looking at this? Um, not necessarily to think like Dan, but to maximize your um, strengths in thinking. Yeah, I I think people forget that about mentoring. Really, um, I think a lot of people think mentoring is what we would re really should call training. You know, I'm going to train mm -hmm. you how to do something. That's training. Mm -hmm. You know, mentoring is kind of mm -hmm. looking at you and going, "What are your goals? What you know? What are your dreams? Where do you want to go? And what can I bring to you that will allow you to do that?" Um, mm -hmm. And so mentoring is about 
what is your time frame? What is your pursuits? What can I bring and, and show you to build your confidence to help kind of maybe sometimes get you to focus on something, whether it's, uh, here, I want you to read this and let's think about how it applies to what you're doing right now. Um, let's talk about this. What are you doing and what's going to take you from here to there? Um, what, do you, what do you think it needs? And it's, it's bringing in that kind of a, I'm the outside perspective. So it's about you, but this is what I'm seeing. And, and that kind of, it's really a relationship. It's kind of, instead of I'm sitting up here telling you what this is what you need to do it's mm -hmm. no we're kind of walking side by side going yeah what do you think well you know I'm trying yeah you know mm -hmm. what if we what if you tried this what do you think the outcomes well you know so this is what I'm seeing well you know and mm -hmm. uh I I think a lot of people think it's like you said Brenda it's that I'm going to make you a mini me, you know, I'm going to do a brain dump. Here's a hint. Here's how I do it. Here's mm -hmm. my agenda. You know, here's how you replicate it. And it's mm -hmm. like, where are you in there? You know, right. because it, yeah. it, it's never about me. And, and that whenever I try to work, whenever I, I work with people and try to instill in them, it's about you. It's, it's, you know, I'm already me. I'm I'm happy with me and my life. You know, <laughs> the directions I'm going. So this is about you, and 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 for you to feel the same empowerment. Um, I, I, I remember when I was young. I uh, I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. Wow, two thousand six hundred fifty miles end to end, and it was way back in the days. You know, only a handful of people have had ever done it at that point. And I had I planned a long time for it. You know, all the planning, got the maps, you know, the equipment. And I was 20 years old when I set out to do it. And so when I got to the end, you know, and I reached reached the, you know, reached the end of the trail and you're at the, you know, the, the border crossing and at the fence, and you know, and it's like, and you kind of look back at every single step and it's like, Oh my God, the feeling that comes over you because it was it was six months, you know, wow. across the desert, you know, sometimes 10, 15 days between resupplying oh, and stuff like can't that. Imagine. And so and, and you can look at uh like the let's say the National Geographic pictures and go, oh, it must be one, it must have been wonderful. It's like, yeah, people get that idea. It's, it's not like camping where we drive to a campsite, we take out the, you know, the pop-up tent and the mm -hmm. Coleman stove is no, there's a lot of days of walking in the rain. There's a lot of days where you're, you know, it's five below and, and you're cold. There's a lot of days where it's really kind of miserable and you just got to get up and, and and do it. And you got to do, you get your miles in. Otherwise you just never get to the end and finish your goals. And so I remember, I never forget the feeling. It, it's really what has driven my life. I think that feeling of, oh my God, I can do anything. I can mm -hmm. do anything that I set my, you know, sights on. And all it takes is, you know, direction, hard work, put in the planning, but I can do it. And I want to bring this feeling to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And Love so that. it mm -hmm. doesn't matter whether it's working with adults. It doesn't matter to me whether it's working with kids you know, mm -hmm. back then I was I, I I was teaching a wilderness program for at-risk kids, and then I'm working in the computer lab. Mm -hmm. and, you know, at another school, of, you know, how can we use technology, you know, for, for to, to really engage these kids? And then it was doing professional development and and working with adults and trying to inspire them, you know, to to look at it that 
I want to inspire you. So you turn around and inspire the kids. And so uh, it's that feeling, that lifelong feeling of, oh my God, this, I want everybody to feel this. I want you to know what it's like to kind of like, you know, I reached the the mountaintop, so to speak, and I've looked around and gone, oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know for me after that, it was, I don't, I don't need to get to the top anymore. I'm going to teach you how to do it. I want you to experience oh. this. Kind of uh, like what I'm doing now. Um. So the thing is, is I, um, I think that as professionals is in the schools, especially, but even in private sector, like you're just, you know, if you have 40, 50, 60 hour a week work, work weeks, and you're doing all these other things, it's almost like I remember when you were asking these questions, like what, well, wh- where do you want to go? What, what, what's your goal? It's like, what do you mean? I just want to finish today. I, I just want to finish. <laughs> I just got to get through my IEPs. Like what, like, like I also think what a mentor does is go, hold on, you know, you, you can stay on the hamster wheel, but you could also just get off for a second and go, <laughs> where do you actually want to go? And I think I, that's one of the things I think that you do really well is you ask the questions that make people, because I think I would have continued on the same track in lots of different directions, not even realizing that it, that that is choosing a track. And Mm. so it's like, if you want to um, help people get somewhere and they have to be aware that they have choices about where they want to go and how they want to get there. And even um, seven habits of highly effective people. It's like, what's one thing you could change that would make a big difference? I've, I've been asking people that too in, in the profession. And they're like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, okay, get back to me. Like, literally, I want you to think about it. What is mm-hmm. one thing? Because that becomes the one thing that you begin to, that's the one thing I want to help you with. What's hard. What's the one thing that if you could change, it would make the biggest impact in your stress level or in um, your effectiveness with your students or in your communication with parents or, you know, there's so many areas you can look at. And I think that you do a good job of that as we begin to prepare for the mentor's guide um, book study through special ed tech center, Dan and I were going through the book and they're, they do such a nice job of talking about asking questions, not only of your mentee, but of yourself as a mentor, what are your mm-hmm. assumptions? What are, how do you look at things? And mm-hmm. there's, it like, it makes you stop and go, it feels like I don't have to, th- I don't have time to think about big dreams. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that you, when you stop and you think about where do you want to go, that is the only way that you effectively use your time to create change. Yeah, it's like that. Um, Stephen Covey, I think it's um, I'm positive as him. He's got he has this video. You can go to YouTube and see it. Where he t- he's got these big rocks and then these smaller rocks, and it's like right. the the task is okay. You got to get all these rocks to fit in this glass jar, and people will take you know all the small rocks, dump them in, then they try to get the big rocks and they don't fit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, see, they they don't fit. And the big rocks are supposed to be the important things you need to get done, and the small rocks are all the little details that take up a lot of our time. And then so and then he he reverses. He said, these are the important things. Let's put these in. This is what we make time for. And then you dump in all the small ones and it filters and then round and everything. Fits. Oh, I haven't seen you know, that. It's, yeah. it's that idea that we, we are always thinking, 
I don't have time for this. I can't. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you're right. If you continue to do it the way you are, you won't have time for it. Mm -hmm. Here's a different way. And it's that whole, you know, like, like you were talking about, Brenda, well, even getting your book, you know, writing your book and getting it done and, you know, getting it out there. It's like, this is the goal. This is where we are right now. Every day is like another day on the trail. And some days are kind of like, oh my God, I had a hard day. But you, you keep on, you, you stick to it. And eventually look where you are. And the funny thing is you do that, you get through the process. How did it feel when you finally got your book done and it went on to the editor and then on to be published? It, mm -hmm. it must have, you know, did it feel like, woo, you know, guess yeah. what? You know, now it's kind of like now that I'm done, but you you learn a lot from that process, that's for sure. Well, even that, I remember um, when I met you, I was like, no, I'm not writing a book. I mean, I'm writing <laughs> down my ideas. I, I'm not an author. I don't write a book. I mean, even you have. And I remember saying me, to you, oh, you're writing this book. Yeah, you, you, had, <laughs> you had the goal before I did. But um, but I again, that, that some of that is just confidence, right? It's like um, give, talking to people about, you know, you can you can actually do this. Um, it, this is, this is not a job for other people. Um, this is not a job for the people that know this better, who do this, um, who have been doing this longer, who, um, who don't have dyslexia, <laughs> right? This is not a job for, for, for smarter people. Like this is actually something that you should do, you know? And I think, um, there's a lot of people who, who also just like the confidence. And, and I think you do a nice job of going, well, let's go ahead anyways. Yep. Let's just keep going anyways. You know so, what I mean? Cause I'm so glad you brought up the mentor's guide book study, Brenda, because you and Dan are going to be excellent facilitators for this. I'm excited <laughs> to keep this conversation going and have that mentorship um, piece of it. But mm. I, I am going to ask a question um, before we wrap up with Dan today, because Dan, you have been at conference after conference. You said, I'm going to one conference and I'm planning for the next, but then we haven't seen you. What's, what's going on? What are you doing? If, if, you were, if anybody that's read uh, Atlas Shrugged, I kind of pulled a John Galt, like all of a sudden he was gone. <laughs> you know? And so, uh, I, I started thinking over the years, you know, it's easy to, in a sense, kind of like fill a room with people. You, you've got some interesting topics and stuff. You've got these people and, and they'll come and, you know, and then they're coming back again, kind of like for the next step. And I was always looking at it as, you know, I, I want I want you to get here, not here. And so I started looking at how we do professional development and I started looking at, um, I was hoping to see, you know, the bar being raised higher in our field and, you know, things progressing further and people being a little more empowered and stuff. And I started thinking, maybe it's us, you know, maybe, maybe mm -hmm. it's not, it's not them. Maybe it's how we're delivering professional development. Maybe we need to make changes to that, you know, it's mm -hmm. a, and so I decided to, to drop out and um, to actually go back and do some research on it. And so now I'm finishing up a master's on, um, you know, because my project's going to be, you know, re kind of reimagining professional development. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking at things like 
how do we infuse critical thinking into the sessions we do? How do we integrate critical reflection, getting people to really reflect on what is it we're doing? Why are we doing this? I, you know, what's keep holding me back from doing this, uh, you know, um, and also also self-assessment and, and to get them to be more engaged in their own learning instead right. of that kind of, okay, you're the expert and I'm here to learn. It's like, no, right. we're going to learn together. Um, you need to have a little more confidence in yourself. And so right. um, I want you to see it, what is it you need to do to take, you know, to, to be more of a, an engaged part of your own learning. And so I'm really looking at professional development, even, even things like, um, you know, we talk about cultural competency now. And uh, I was reading something the other day about uh, critical thinking in different cultures and how, in a, you know, in the United States, we look at critical thinking from a more of a, di I'll use the word dynamic approach, you know, and yet other cultures, it's like, don't question the teacher. They're the sage. Mm -hmm. You know, they're transmitting knowledge to you. Don't question it. And it's like, well, that's in con in conflict with the way we approach it here. Mm -hmm. But then we need to look at that and go, kind of like what I did. Well, maybe it's us. Maybe we need to look at it a different way altogether. You know, so it's not like you need to do it the way I'm doing it. And or necessarily the way you're doing it isn't working either. You know, we need to find that happy medium. And that's kind of um, really looking at that cultural competency of how how do I make all this work with look at the different cultures that are coming into our society now and into right. education, into teaching and all this kind of stuff. And so um, really looking at redesigning and taking Kind of let, let's, for example, here's a one hour session that I used to do. How can I really change that? How can people learn pretty much the same thing in a different way and go back mm. and feeling a little more empowered instead of the, you know, where's the list? Kind of like, I get this, you know, maybe teaching a little more the, the concept behind what we're teaching, um, mm. get them to think critically during the session having mm -hmm. having a place in the session where they're doing that instead of that whole powerpoint transmission of knowledge where right i'm just clicking and going through and you're just kind of like going through the slides going i got the handout and it becomes kind of like a stream of i'm going to try to get everything in within this right. hour and then you go right. away and you've got to process it no, it doesn't work like that and then it doesn't work because we don't learn in a vacuum either we need to look and go I don't know. What do you think, Brenda? You know, what, what do you think, Sarah? Mm -hmm. And, for, you know, and for you to be able to go, wait a minute, I don't, I don't get what you're doing, did it doesn't make any sense to me. And for me to go, oh, you're right, you know, and so, you know, if we learn in isolation, you know, we take like take the handout and go back on our own without any any discussion, you know, we run into problems, right. and we run into walls, as opposed to learning from each other and learning from each other, kind of like, we're in this, we need to think about this, we need to actively do it, we need to have things built in where, you know, I'm going to turn to you and go like, wait a minute, well, what are you doing with this? I I, I didn't think right. we could do that. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, now I get it. Ah, let's continue right. the thing. And so... And and that makes it stick, right? Like, God forbid you lose your, your handout on the way Yeah, home. exactly. I want, but, you, I want you to walk away and go, you know, I don't need the handout, so to speak. I, I really get the big picture. Sure. I, um, and so I left 
really to look at how can we redesign differently, look at the kind of learners we have in our audience. You know, why are some just sitting there waiting for, you know, you're talking, talking, and all they're waiting for is, okay, but but what's the next thing we do, you know, kind of thing. Like, well, if you're waiting for the next thing we do here, you're not going to be able to apply it. You know, you're really just kind of following the steps, like like that lower level of blooms in a sense of following the steps versus, you know, analyzing and synthesizing and, and applying it uh, into it, 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 even different situations. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's kind of exciting, kind of interesting, and uh, it's I will be work. back with some <laughs> fairly different ideas on some of the things we can do to uh, let's call it re-energizing. Be- because one of the things I'm starting to see for the trends is look how much of our learning now is online, right, as opposed to in person. So we can't just say this is the way it did in person. So just replicate it online. It's, it's like, we have totally different tools. We have the ability mm-hmm. to, to now integrate all these other, you know, things that can be done. And we need to imagine that differently too, you know, especially mm-hmm. if it becomes those uh, self-running modules where I'm going to do it on my time when I have time and I'm not going to finish it all in one sitting. I need to, right. So what does that look like and, and what keeps the person engaged and what keeps learning moving forward mm-hmm. instead of, you know, kind of like I watch the movie. I watch kind of I watch a PowerPoint, you know, an hour long PowerPoint taking notes. Like, why do I need to do that? You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, well, we look forward to learning more about that from you. Yes, and- it's been so, so fun um, as you've passed on little tidbits of read this and <laughs> look at how different generations that was so fascinating to me let's look at how different generations um process information and what 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 they expect of themselves and others and i mean it's just been such an um interesting thing to just hear little bits about so i'm i'm excited to learn more and i also think too you know we know get sit and get doesn't really get it doesn't really do it because it's not a relationship over time. And mm-hmm. that's, that's a question now. I mean, people, people want learning on demand and they want it in their own time frame, but it's still in isolation. And so how do we create communities, even if it is online, how do we create communities so that it's not in isolation? Because we know that we learn more when we can talk about it or, more, or we can hear others talk about it or when we can feel like we're part of a community. So um. I'm interested to see how the field evolves in this continuing education way, because I think that it's critical that it makes it moves forward, frankly, with the technology um, that is now available. And I think COVID brought that to light, too. (laughs) Um, It's like so I think this is a key part in moving forward is making sure that we are delivering information in a way that is a is being it can easily be applied, synthesized, and taken to their own level. Yeah, and I I think mm-hmm. it's going to look different. I think we need to let go of it. Needs to kind of like small step look like it did before. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go and read anything by Joel Barker and uh, paradigms and paradigm shifts, mm-hmm. and he talks about you know really when when we're going to shift the field type of thing, and it's really read outside your field, look at ideas of what's going on outside there, and then bring them back in. And and Mm. and he's a big proponent of that's where change comes from. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come from within. We tend to like, you know, we're walking down this narrow corridor. He goes, you know, change comes from without someone looking out on the outside going like, hey, did you ever think of? And it's like, 
whoa, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think we need to think differently and I think we mm-hmm. need to be, you know, approach it differently. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for continuing to stretch us on that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Dan, for joining us today. Yeah. All right. such a thanks, pleasure. Sarah. Thanks, Brenda. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your contribution to the field. And we can't wait for your next installment to that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thank you.